People don't like to talk about the earthly business of dying, but when my mother got sick, my father and I faced that reality. The help we received from Mountain Valley Hospice made all the difference in her quality of life. Their in-home care was remarkable, and when the time came, the Waltz Hospice home was a godsend. My mother was able to live her best life even as she was leaving it. Contact Mountain Valley Hospice at mtnvalleyhospice.org. This should be played at high volume. Vickers blocking his teammate. White flag this time. One to go. He's got to block two teammates to win though. One hand. He's flying way up high and takes the white flag. Johnson stays bound for 48 car. He's got the push. Tony Stewart is going to keep Vickers to the high side. Vickers couldn't block them both. Side by side. Two laps to go. Somebody's got to yield. Get into turn one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another installment of The Pit Stop here on this July 4th Independence Day evening on WTOB, powered by Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Tim Brown and Burt Myers will be joining us here in just a moment. So let's kick it to racing's greatest showman, Randy Pettit, to get this thing started. On the line with us here on The Pit Stop, uh, they've been friends of mine for such a long, long time. They've made me laugh. They've seen me cry. They've just stopped by to say hi. You know, the world is such a crazy place. It's full of joy and pain. What would I do without you here to keep me sane? When life lets me down, you lift me up again. What would I do without you, my old faithful friends? I have got, uh, ladies and gentlemen, two of the greatest of all time at the Madhouse on the line. And before I start questioning them and talking about uh, this wacky thing we call Bowman Gray Racing, I wanted to let these men... And this audience know that when the circus comes back to town on Saturday night, uh, July the 9th, it will have a different ringmaster. Yours truly will not be back at Bowman Gray Stadium. I have resigned. Um, and I, I didn't do anything really super bad. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of folks trying to figure out the why, but the why is pretty simple. Uh, a sleepless night, tossing and turning and kicking it over. And it was just the right time for me to step aside. I think that'll be better for the racetrack. They will have you know, a couple weeks to get ready uh, to, to finish the remainder of the season. And, uh, you know, these two guys that we have today, I wanted uh, I wanted them on the show because they, they've been two of my best friends over there. They're two of the greatest to ever do it. And before we start talking to them, I wanted to say thank you to the uh, folks that run Bowman Gray Stadium for the opportunity. I've been there a long, long time. Um, to all the great sponsors over there, all the teams, all those people down in the pit area work so hard, all the drivers, and most of all, to all the great fans over there. I've, I've made many friends uh, at that place, and they will remain my friends uh, long after uh, Bowman Gray Stadium Racing for years truly. So that's a little breaking news I want to share with you. And, uh, you know, as they say, you never really leave the place you love. You take part of it with you and leave part of you there. So when they crank up the engines again on Saturday night, July the 9th, Brett Wiseman, part of me, will be there uh, in spirit. And these two men on our show today will certainly be there, and they're going to be digging like they always have. It'll be a 100-lap modified race, uh, a complete redraw, the fans challenge, and double points in all four divisions. So it's going to be an exciting night of racing, and I hope everybody will enjoy it. And our guest today, Brett Wiseman, uh, the one and only Tim Brown, 11 Bowman Gray Stadium championships, and 
94, still stuck on 94 victories, uh, main event at the Madhouse. And alongside, as he always has been, uh, the, the biggest thorn in his side for the past 25 years. That's one uh, way to put it. A man that's won 85 main events at Bowman Gray Stadium, but he's won 86 races over there because he has that one sportsman win. He's got that one sportsman win. Just, and it, 10, that's the one people forget about, Randy. Exactly. I don't forget. I was there. And 10 Bowman Gray Stadium championships, and he got win number 85 of his career at our last event. So I'm going to start with you, Burt Myers. Welcome to the pit stop. It's great to have you here. Hope you uh, enjoy a holiday break with your family. And, you know, you finally got that big first victory of 2022, and and you were stuck on 84. got victory number 85, uh, laid down the fastest lap of the year qualifying. Congratulations. I know it has to be a huge sigh of relief to keep the string going. Tell the fans how long. I know you got a string where you've won at least one race at Bowman Gray Stadium. And was it was since 1999. Is that right? 98. 98. I won my, I won my, yeah, I won my first race in 98. And I've won at least one race a year since then. And I didn't realize it till on the, the wonderful world of Facebook that it had <laughs> been 364 days since yep. I had won. And it was that weekend last year. So um, we've been struggling, but, you know, we're not going to quit. We're not going to give up. And, you know, it's funny. People say, well, where did you pick up, you know, half a second? What did you do different? And we just collectively just taken a little bit from what we've learned all year long. And hopefully we finally hit on something. Well, Brett Wiseman, uh, you're familiar with our other guests. Of course, the reigning champion of Bowman Gray Racing. And I pick on him. He's stuck on 94 wins. I guess if you're going to be stuck, that's a pretty good If you're going to be stuck on a number, that's a pretty darn good one to be stuck on, ain't it, Tim? <laughs> Yeah, but the the key word there is stunt. You know, we had this year, and it's uh, it's aggravating because you know, um, just like Bert said, you you know, we work so hard and, and try everything to to get better, and you go back and regroup. And uh, I don't know that we've run the same setup a single time this year. Uh, wow! Or every week to try to get better and, and win. Um, it's it's the track right now is very difficult uh, to get around and get hooked up on. Uh, so you, you have different people winning right now, and that, that was one. That was one thing, Tim. I was I was going to pick both of your brains about, and there's there's not two people on this earth that are better to pick the brains about than uh, how you're how you two both are finding different ways to navigate this new surface. Because Randy and I have talked about this more than a few times on this program is the lack of an outside groove, the fact that there was rubber put down, there were two weeks of rain out, so all that rubber got washed away. You basically started the month of June back at square one. Um, we've asked guys about and uh, guys and gals about their setups on this program left and right. Everybody's got a different way of attacking this, but because of that, it's shaken things up so much. And, and Tim, this is something you talked about too, you know, it, it's frustrating because you want to do good for your sponsors. You want to do good for your fans. But with a new track surface, there's a lot of things that you think you may have under control, and, and simply it, it, just, it just falls by the wayside. Yeah, and I keep telling myself that's why we call it racing and not winning, right? Uh, you know, you work so hard at it. And, uh, you know, we'll go over there and practice and think we've hit on something, and it'll fall on its face in a race or qualifying. and. Right now, qualifying is everything, uh, regardless of how good a race car you got. If you you don't hit that one lap, you know you're, you're not going to win, and that's just the bottom line right now. Exactly. Um, you know, 
if you take a look at the standings right now, I, I told the crowd when Burt got out of his car, I, I, I don't remember seeing him so far down in the standings this late in the year. I'm not picking on him, and he's he's well aware of it, of course. But, Burt, you uh, you were able to uh, to pick up at least some ground at our last event. You're now 80 points out of the lead. And, and you know, that sounds better than 90-some, doesn't it? Uh, double point night coming up on July 9th. And, and old Tim Brown up there, you said it. If, uh, if your little brother is going to win the 2022 championship at Bum Gray, he's going to have to beat Tim Brown because Mr. Top 5 Machine uh, is only 16 points out of the lead now. Talk about that. Yeah, it's uh, I've seen it happen to my brother. Um, and unfortunately, it happened to us this year. Uh, when my transmission broke on the start of that race on double points night, I think we lost 60 points in one night. And right. If you're if you're in second place and you're 60 out of the lead, you don't feel so bad. But when you're ninth or tenth and you're 60 out of the lead, there's a lot of things got to go your way. So, right. um, you know, we we we've been working hard. We haven't. You know, it's funny when you when you don't win, and uh, you're not putting up the performance that you want, and fans, family, even sponsors, everybody's asking you, "What's wrong? What's wrong? Are you getting old? Are you losing it?" And it's like, man, we're not doing anything any different than we've already done. It's just not clicking. And you know, you finish sixth or eighth, and then they draw sixteenth, and then the other right. night I finished what eighth, and they draw sixteenth. So um, it, it just it's just tough, man. And you see some guys that have some victories who were in the right place at the right time. And uh, I don't know that it's that we weren't in the right place at the right time, but it's that this year we've been at the wrong place at the wrong time. Right. And I think I went five years with two DNS and I've already had two this year. So exactly. Uh, neither one of them were anything that we did. It was out of our control, but uh, yeah, I mean, at this point we're just, we're just trying to win. And that's, that's why one week you might see me qualify eighth, and one week you might see me qualify on the pole because we don't have anything to lose. We've got to try to find that speed and the consistency in the car. And like I said, I think we found it last weekend. But, um, you know, people, I got a little bit of ribbon over the fact that I mentioned Jason's got to beat Tim Brown because there's other people involved. But it's true. I know that the guy that I've had to beat is Tim Brown, and I know that Tim is in striking distance. So, um Tim's a smart racer and he's a points racer and he's been there and he's experienced it where some of these other guys haven't. So um, our goal right now is to go try to win races and um, I'm looking forward to this weekend. And I feel like last time we were a long shot to get the uh, fans challenge money because our car wasn't where we needed it to be. Um, but if the car is anything like it was last weekend, I feel like we can take that challenge and, and get ah. that $6,000. So Bert Meyer says yes to the challenge usually, if he qualifies usually, the top uh, four. Usually, um, you know, usually they'll ask me, and I, I won't give them a response till I talk to Kim and we smoke it over and we think about <laughs> how many cars are out there and uh, think about all the circumstances. But um, I mean, I can tell you now, if I'm in the top four, I'm going for it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, there you I go. Scare, did I scare you, Tim? Oh, I dropped my. <laughs> <laughs> well, while, while, while he's uh, getting set back up, let me let me mention that Brandon Ward, uh, one of those guys chasing his first championship along with Jason Myers, Brandon Ward and the Crazy Kevin Powell uh, team, they've done a great job this year. He is he is uh, not one, but he has been up there in the top five quite a bit. He's leading the uh, Brad's Golf Cars modified standings right now, and he's got an eight point lead over Jason Myers. The showstopper Chris Fleming, he's led the points some this season. Uh, 14 points behind Tim Brown. You're only 16 points out of it now, and on a double point night uh, coming up, 
that's nothing, man. You've, you've got a real shot at title number 12. Yeah. And you know, that's what we work hard for. Um, you know, I'm frustrated. We haven't won a race, but, uh, you know, to be halfway through the season or, or more than halfway through the season and be in contention to win another championship is, uh, is what it's all about. You know, we, you know, we're talking to our sponsors and our family and friends and fans going into this year, you know, we had high hopes of winning five or six races and, um, you know, when trying to battle for another championship and here we are not even won a race yet. We've had some seconds and thirds and fourths and had a good car and some nights that felt like we could win if, uh, Well, Brett Wiseman, uh, just like these guys always do, things just fly by when you get around Tim Brown and Burt Myers, and it looks like we've reached the, uh, the, the end of the first half of our show. That we have. Uh, we'll take a, a, a brief respite as Tim and Burt will uh, reapply their boxing gloves, uh, and we'll get right back at it after this break. Back here on the Pit Stop on WTOB, powered by Tobacco Road Sports Radio. One of the best to ever do it in the broadcast booth. That would be Racing's Ready Showman, Randy Pettit. And two of the best to ever do it on the racetrack at the Madhouse, Tim Brown and Burt Myers, duking things out in a different form as conversists, I guess you would say. Is that the term? I, on the that's pit a big stop. word. You lost that's, me there, Brett. That's a big word. I think I confused. I think I confused myself even. Um, Bert again coming off his first win in 364 days to that point last week. Tim Brown leading the point standings, but for nope, you nope. two, he's, six, he's 16 out. He's he won't 16 out. That's right. There yet. Yep. That's it's right. Okay. Good okay. catch, We're used Randy. To saying Thank that you. a lot. We're used to saying that a lot. I'm not, I'm, yeah. Anyways, both of you have. Serious longevity at this this fabled racetrack. And for me, I've been going to races there since I was five, six years old, and now I'm doing this. It's, first of all, blowing six-year-old B's mind that I'm doing this right now and that I'm sitting here on a virtual screen with the two of you. Let me just get that out of the way first. But for both of you, especially with everything that's gone on the past two years with COVID limited uh, attendance last season, a new track surface this season, everything that has happened over the course of the past 25 years, 30 years for you guys, for our listeners, talk about what this place and what those fans mean to you. Me or you? (laughs) I'll follow you. Well, um, it's uh i think for me personally um the fact that my family's been there since the beginning um my grandpa lost his life there and you know the, there's a myers uh, between billy and bobby and my dad and my brother we've all uh, been able to score feature victories and uh you know my family's been sitting in the same spot there since you know since it started i, I think for me that's the biggest key is um it's 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 just where we're going to be on Saturday nights. Uh, I don't think there's a question about it. Sometimes we love it. Sometimes we hate it. Um, but the thing about Bowman Gray is uh, you're either hero or zero. And uh, all you can do is go over there and hope it's the night you're going to be the hero. And I've been blessed to be the hero a lot. But it seems like <laughs> here lately we've been zero too. So uh, the thing about Bowman Gray I think that makes it so cool uh, for people that, that don't know Bowman Gray 
is the electricity you feel, not just from the drivers, but from the fans. They're so close to the track. Um, you have the same fans come down every Saturday night and get a hero card and buy, buy souvenirs. And, um, you know, you had a bad night and they come by and they tell you, man, keep your head up. You got this. So, um, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's an atmosphere where, uh, it's hard to explain. I don't know if there's a key word I can pinpoint unless you've been there and experienced it. Right. And um, it's just, I guess, electric is the best word because I tell people, I, it's funny, I've got a friend that it comes religiously and he can't ever get his wife to go. She came one time and uh, she came back. She promised she'd come this year and she came back and she's not a big race fan. And I said, you're looking at it all wrong. Don't look at it as a race. Look at it as an entertainment. Look at it as an prepare to be entertained and she enjoyed herself. So it's not just about racing. It's about the whole package. It's about what goes on with the fans, what goes on on their track, uh, watching the crick, the cleanup crew, Jimmy Brown and those guys look like ants on steroids out there getting all the mess cleaned up. I mean, it's just, it's, it's an orchestrated chaos, I guess you could say. Um, but it's, it's what brings people back every week, drivers and fans alike. Well said. Tim? Yeah. You know, it's like Bert said. Um, you know, it's family. It's, it's a lifestyle for me. I grew up going over there with my grandpa, you know, from the time I was three or four years old. And I knew at that age that I wanted to do it. Um, and, and you get drug around it to where it winds up being uh, a part of your lifestyle. And that's, you know, we plan our lives around racing there uh, every Saturday night for you know, the last 30 some years, uh, you know, since I've been racing and that's, and, and, you know, to try to put it in perspective, you work so hard, like Bert said, to be a hero. Uh, and, and now I'm trying to be a hero to my kids along with my sponsors and my race team and my fans. Uh, you know, the hardest thing that I have to deal with right now in my life is explain to Cam why I haven't won this year. You know? <laughs> and, uh, that's tough. You know what I mean? When, you know, he looks up to you and you know, when I leave to go to the racetrack, he said, dad, bring me a trophy home tonight. And you don't come home with a trophy. You know what no I mean? Pressure. No, yeah, really? Yeah. So, uh, man, you know, it's just like he Bert hit it on all, like the electricity that you have, uh, at that place from the fans, uh, man, it just, it just gets the adrenaline going, walking in the gate over there. Um, you know, we, we love it so much and we're so wrapped up in it that when things don't go your way, you hate it. You know what I mean? You leave there. Trust me, I've left there way more mad nights than I have left there happy. Amen. Uh, and that's, uh, and you know, the way that, the way that we handle those nights now um, are different than, than it used to be. You know what I mean? And, and you've gotten you wind, better at it. Yeah. And, and you wind up, I don't know how to say it, but I guess you wind up getting more humble when you have seasons like I'm having, even though we're, in a points battle, we haven't won a race, but that'll humble you. You know what I mean? Like, Bert, would you have thought that this time in the season you'd have one win? I wouldn't have any coming in. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like I said, you at the beginning of the year, we both had the same thought that we're going to win four, five, six races and probably be battling it out with each other at the end of the year. So, yeah, yeah it's – I tell you, you just you just never know going into Bowman Gray what it's going to give you. I, yeah. wanted to, um, I wanted to say something on this broadcast, and I really wanted to do it at the track, and – you know, there's certain things I'm not allowed to do. I think I told you both. I wanted to bring you guys both out to the 50-yard line and just stand there with you and, and let the crowd um, 
you know, like Roman Reigns does, acknowledge me. <laughs> okay. You guys deserve to be acknowledged. I know there's a lot of fans there that, that frankly, and you guys know what you hear. They're, they're tired of Tim Brown and Burton Mark. They're tired of it. They, they want John Boy or they want uh, Lee Jeffries or they want uh, Jason or they want Danny Bone or they want Brandon Ward or Chris Fleming or one of these other guys to, to win the races and championships. But I want to go on the record saying that my Mount Rushmore, I said this on my YouTube channel. I'm going to repeat it here. Uh, if you put four guys up there, there's no question you two uh, are the cornerstones of, the, of that Mount Rushmore Bum McGray Modified Racing. No question in my mind whatsoever. My other 100% two, agree. you know, Junior Miller and Ralph Brinkley, those are the top four on the wins list. You got the most championships and, 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 and four of the most entertaining drivers ever at Bowman Gray. Uh, so I wanted to say that on the record one more time. And, and, you know, you guys are my friends, but a lot of those other guys are my friends too. I, I try to stay neutral and, and not rude for against anybody. And I've done a pretty good job of that, but you guys know that we have a friendship and that's going to carry on long after we're all gone from that racetrack. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about that longevity. Uh, Tim, you, you got started uh, right at, during the, uh, the end of my first run at Bowman Gray as a rookie, and I went from watching you barely make the field uh, those first couple of races to winning. Uh, you know, I wasn't there in 96, but the first couple of races, but you won your first Bowman Gray championship in 1996. That's a long time ago. You won it, and not only did you win the title, you won it in 97 and 98, so you got started on the championship run with three straight. You won it again in 2002, 2004, 2005, 2009, 2012, 2015, and 2021. How in the world do you just keep coming back when you've won all those championships, you've won 94 races, you don't have anything else left to prove? What What's the fire in the belly that keeps you coming back week after week? Just the, uh, the nature of the place, right? The adrenaline the passion for uh, competing there, uh, the passion for winning. You know, the, the the biggest joy that I get out of racing is the two or three minutes that I get to spend in victory lane with my family and my race. Um, and, and everything that we do leading up to those two or three minutes is worth it. And that's uh, that's a that's just a diehard racer in me. Uh, Bert, Bert um, you, you know, you and I, just like Tim, grew up at Bowman Gray Stadium. I can remember you being a little kid uh, in Victory Lane with your dad. Your dad, one of the all-time greats at Bowman Gray Stadium, uh, 38 uh, modified victories. Uh, we tease him about not being a champion, but he is a champion. Uh, he's won championships at other places, and they matter. Uh, you got started over there, uh, and, and they figured out real quick you need to be put in a modified, not, not a little four-cylinder car. And you won your first title in 1999. Uh, you won it again in 2001, 2007. 2010, 2011, 2013, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. Uh, Ten-time champion, 85 wins. And I'm going to ask you the same question. This Bowman Gray is a grind. It is a ton of work. What keeps you coming back week after week to do it again? Uh, I don't know. It must be crazy. Um. <laughs> We all uh, are. Let me, let, me throw, <laughs> let, me, let me throw this out there. I was there. getting ready. To, that's not exclusive to you, Bert. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me just say this. I've got 10% on my battery. Um, so if I lose you, um, <laughs> I, don't, I guess I'll be done. But uh, I've drained my battery trying to watch the cup race while we were at the shop today. So anyway, um, just I don't know. I, I don't – I mean, like Tim said, you got your family and your sponsors and your fans and – 
uh, there is a time where it can be overwhelming, where you feel like you have to please everybody, but you have to take a step back and you have to realize that number one, this is supposed to be fun. And I think a lot of times we turn it into a job. We turn it into a grind. We turn it into, yeah. you know, we have right. to do this. It's got, and, that way for and me. if you're not yeah. careful, uh, especially in years like this, that when you struggle, um, you're, you got to be careful because it will humble you. And I think that's when you can take a step back and say, you know what? This is supposed to be fun. We're supposed to be doing this because we love it. And then let everything else fall into place. Um, but it, it's real easy to get caught up in the, in the, in the drama and the, uh, the grind of it and the, the job of it. And you can, you know, the, the fun side of it can get cloudy sometimes. So um, I think that everything happens for a reason. Uh, I know that, Every race, I pray that, that God keeps it in my heart, in my mind to help me understand that everything happens for a reason. And I say that. Are there times that I doubt that? And there are times that I believe that, you know, I want to know why this is happening. I want to know why are we doing so bad? Why did yeah. we get in a wreck? Why did my transmission that had three races on it break on the parade lap of a double lap, double point race? Yeah. And, and I just, I have to take in consideration that, if I'm going to ask him to keep it in my heart and my mind, I got to have an open heart and mind and understand that that's what he's doing. So um, it's uh, it, it's it's OK. You know, it's going to be OK. Do I like it? No. Do I like being 80 points out of the lead and know that I've got, you know, virtually no shot at another championship this year? Yeah, it stinks bad. Uh, but at the same time, um, I'm probably have I probably have more fun the last race over there that I've had in a long time because there was no pressure. You know, I put pressure on myself, but my sponsors and my fans and my family, I think are so understanding and we're such a tight group that they understand that this is the way it goes. And like Tim said, it's called racing, not winning. Exactly. And and we had such a good run that, you know, you ride that train as long as you can because it's eventually going to throw you off. Yeah. And you can either lay there and watch it go by or you can grasp and work hard and try to get back on. And, Hopefully last weekend um, we took the captain's hat back and 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 got it got where back where we needed to be and well, be a contender week in and week out. Before your battery runs out, I just wanted to say thank you for all the great memories and thank you for the friendship. Uh, and that's going to continue. Um, we we've had a lot oh, of fun we'll together. We'll see you around. Don't worry. Yeah, we we <laughs> we have had a lot of fun together. A lot of great times. Some sad times. And uh, it, you know I'm going to miss you and your family. You you guys are special to me. And and Tim Brown. Ditto, man. Uh, we we've been doing this thing together for on and off for a long time, and uh, you you two are two of my favorites. That's no question about that. It's because we've you've won a lot of races. We've got to talk to each other a little bit more than some of the other guys, um, and we all grew up over there. We're invested in that place, and just because I'm not going to be there doesn't mean I still don't love it. And thank you, Tim Brown, for all the great memories, all the great moments, and and uh, for your friendship. Yeah, Brett Wiseman, I wanted to thank you for allowing me to hijack your show. And uh, my friend Desmond Johnson, Desmond and I, uh, we go back a ways. Thank, thank you for everything you've done for me. And man, I'm going to miss all you guys a lot. There, there, there will be an aura over the madhouse for for quite some time, Randy. That uh, that will be yours and in your legacy to leave. That that these two guys, I'm sure, are going to as much of a legacy as they've made. They're they're going to carry yours on. For sure, and, and I'll try and do my best on here too. But yeah, ne never be upset for hijacking it because you've done a lot more for for Bowman Gray Racing as these two gentlemen have than than I think I'll I'll ever be able to obtain. Racing's greatest showman, Randy Pettit.
Tim Brown, Burt Myers, two of the best to ever do it. Thank you for listening to this special July 4th Independence Holiday edition of the Pit Stop here on WTOB. Powered by Tobacco Red Sports Radio. We'll see you at the Madhouse Saturday night, everybody.